Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. And today we are with Doug Shaw of Forthright Ministries, the man with the candles, the man with the peaches, and now I can say a fellow co-worker here at Rock County Christian. Doug, welcome to your very first time on the Basic Bible Podcast. Thank you for having me. Now, you haven't been on here before. What I haven't. took you so long? This is like, we're 70-some-odd episodes in. Scheduling conflict. Yeah, you have better stuff to do. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you weren't washing your hair. No. So. That's, that was shaving it. <laughs> that was the problem. So tell us first a little bit about Forthright Ministries. Because you literally go around the world. Yeah. Is... So Forthright Ministries were set up to basically help other ministries with marketing, fundraising. And we actually just launched a new program that is... Um, called Alpha Generation, where what we'll be doing is going around and documenting the move of God in various cultures around the world that are not traditionally Christian. Wow. So, for example, I was in India this last year, so we have plans to go back to India and document what's going on with the tribal people there and how they've moved away from either pagan beliefs or um, some of them are Muslim and Hindi and different groups, and they've moved to being Christian now. So we go document what's going on over there. Awesome. And so we'll, uh, we'll have a link to that on our website as well, so you can you can check that out. And you were just recently married? Yep, a year ago. A year, it's been a year already? It's been a year already, yeah. Wow. October was, was a year, so... It just flew by for me. Flew by for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into our, our topic for today, because it's a very popular topic. Everyone likes to talk about judging. Yeah. Now, I don't think everyone likes to talk about the way we're going to talk about it. No. But, so, when you think about... Judging, how do you, how would you define that? How would you think that, uh, what do you think most people think of judging? Well, most people seem to think judging means anytime you, you say somebody does something wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you looked at me wrong. You're, I'm so, I'm judging you or, yeah. you know, things like that. And, and, you know, what we've done is we've, we've misinterpreted like holding people accountable for judging. Yeah. And there's, there's a misinterpretation that's taken place. Yeah. No, that's, it, it's such a condescending term. Yeah, you're judging me, and you're. I think I wrote down here that it's a critical evaluation of someone, or to look down on someone, to confront someone over wrongdoing. So let's look at the scriptures, and really, there's only one scripture we need to look at. Yeah, Matthew chapter seven and verse one. Judge not. Stop there. That, End the podcast. We're done. Simple. Do not judge. As long as you redact the rest of that. Oh, there's more. Yeah, you got to redact the oh, rest of it. Oh, there's more to that. That's fine, yeah. I wouldn't realize that by talking to a lot of people. <laughs> uh, even my, my students who have the, the pleasure of having such a great Bible teacher. Um, Who's that? Oh, that's me. Oh, okay. Good. I mean, just in case you didn't know. Um, I forget. Not everyone knows how great I am. Or humble. Some people miss. <laughs> um, but I, I gave a survey a while back. Or was it a true or false question on here or something? But as a Christian, you ought not to ever judge anyone. And a lot of people said, oh, yeah, that's definitely a true statement. And it's, it's such a common given in our society that no one questions it. Of course you can't. You can't judge someone else. Who are you? Yeah. So let's, let's read the rest of this passage because it does get interesting. Judge not that ye... Uh, Little King James there. I'm sorry. Yes. I grew up with King James. And so, okay. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, 
let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye. You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Yeah. Now, that, that last verse is kind of interesting, because mm-hmm. it's kind of the unexpected twist to the story. A while back, you were in our chapel, and uh, I forget how you introduced this, but it had me nervous. You, you were you talking about a controversial topic that not a lot of people, and I'm getting worried here. Um, and you introduced this, and it was, a, it was a great message. That's why I wanted you to come on and talk about this. So what does this passage actually say? Because, as you said, it doesn't just stop with no. judge not. I mean, what it's really saying is you, you don't judge because however you judge somebody is how you're going to be judged by God. Yeah. <clears throat> so in the same way that I judge you, you also have the right to judge me, and God has the right to judge me. So one of the big topics that always comes up with this is obviously sexual immorality. Right. And somebody wants to go after somebody for cheating on their spouse or something like that, but yet they've got this other thing going on in the background. Well, yeah. no, you, you're you still dealing with the same type of sin, so you can't go after them until you deal with it in your own life. Yeah. Once it's dealt with in your own life, then you can go as a brother and say, hey, I've been through this, let me help you along yeah. and fix it. But the idea that we're not supposed to bring it up at all is where we get very right. confused. And that's why we have some churches that... They, they end up with, like, everything goes in the church because nobody wants to judge anybody. Yeah. Nobody, and so then the world starts to say, well, wait a second. What's the difference of being a Christian yeah. or not? That's one of the passages I wrote down here was 1 Corinthians 5. Yeah. Where there's a man who is in adultery uh, with um, his stepmother or, or mother, his, 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 son, his uh, father's wife. Yes. Um, and... Paul says, even the world knows. Yeah. This is wrong. This is not like a, no. a a difficult question we have to parse through and examine and research. This is a no-brainer. This guy needs to be out of here. Yeah. Um, and even the world, the world is watching. And, and they do see this, this. And that's the ultimate form of hypocrisy is when we don't take care of stuff in our house, but then try to condemn the world. We want, we want everybody else to change. Yeah. I mean, even Paul there says, let him who has done this be removed from among you. I mean, yeah. he's... He cuts to the core. He says, I'm not even there with you right now, but if I was, I would tell you what to do, and you should have already taken care of it. Right. I mean, there's, and that's, there is. There's an accountability that has to take place, but it's also important to realize that he says that he's doing it to, to better this man along right. the way. He's not doing it, okay, we don't want you here anymore. No, we're going to cast you over to Satan. He can deal with your flesh, yeah. and then when you're ready to come back, come back to us. Right. He needs to know this is so serious. Yeah. You can't be with us. This is so serious that it's going to taint the congregation. It's a safety issue for the people of the church, the people of God, and especially you. Yeah. And then we see in Second Corinthians, Paul says, bring him back. He, uh, at least it's, I'm assuming it's the same person he's referring to in Second Corinthians. Uh, because he does talk to the church about, hey, here's a person who's been disciplined from the church, but he's learned his lesson. And that's the purpose of church discipline, the purpose of any confrontation is the well-being of that person so that he sees their sin, his own sin, repents of that sin, embraces the forgiveness and the grace of God, and is welcomed back in the brotherhood. And that's a, a, a wonderful picture of redemption, a wonderful picture of love and understanding, and that's our goal. Our goal isn't just to, and that's where I think a lot of people uh, veer off track. We'll get to this later, but uh, if we're just looking to condemn, well, that's, that's not what we do as Christians. Right. And that's not what God's given us to do. And, and I mean, especially too among leaders, like this is where it gets real tricky. Is yeah. that nobody wants to hold leaders accountable, you know, yeah. pastors or, or even worship leaders or anything like that. 
And they're actually held to even a higher standard yeah. that, no, they need to be held accountable for their actions. Right. Because otherwise, as a leader, you can start leading people astray yeah. by the example you set. Right. Yeah, First Timothy 5 is pretty clear uh, on that idea that an accusation against an elder, a leader of the church, is to be taken seriously. There needs to be witnesses, but it still needs to happen. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we, we know a lot of church leaders. I mean, you're a church leader. Uh, I don't need anything in my church. Phil won't let me. <laughs> Phil won't but, let me. <laughs> it's all Phil's fault. Um, Pastor but, Phil's fault. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I saying before? I was making fun of Phil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you're a church leader, and, and, you know, we have a lot of church leaders on this podcast. Uh, the more I get to know church leaders, the more I realize they're sinners just like me. Yeah. And they need accountability as well. And that, I mean, that's one of the biggest problems, I think, with the non-denominational movement. And I'm part of a non-denominational. Yeah. I don't have a problem with them. But the accountability lacks right. greatly in the non-denominational yeah. area of, at least if, if I belong to any large denomination, Evangelical Free, Foursquare, yeah. any of those, I have a regional person who's over me. I have boards right. and all these things. But a lot of times in non-denominationals, you're not finding that anymore. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in, a, in an independent Baptist church. And in a lot of those independent Baptist churches, the, the problem that arises is uh, the single pastor, uh, his authority and his shadow looms large. Mm -hmm. And no one wants to talk about the man of God and question him because there is no recourse. There, there's right. no higher authority to go to. There's no, you mess with him, I mean, you could be out. Well, and I, I was even in part of one church for a while, and they there's, there's a large church in the in the region that teaches you cannot stand up against your pastor because yeah. he's been appointed by the by God. Touch not God's anointing. Yeah. Right. And so this was their heartbeat that you do not go against the pastor. Well, this guy was preaching false doctrine. He was mm. treating his sheep poorly. And and I'm telling the people, you got to do something. And they said, no, we, we can't do anything because we're not supposed to go against him. And it's like, wow, no, there yeah. still has to be accountability. You can't just let the pastor preach nonsense. Well, and let's be clear, it's not going against him. Right. You're helping him. And that's, and that's clear, because we're not, neither one of us are saying, you need to go question everything your pastor says. No. And you need to be hypercritical of everything he does. And uh, I mean, that's what I do with Phil. But, <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> which but is anyway, why he's not here today. Which is why, <laughs> yeah, he'll be here tomorrow. But anyway, uh, and I'll get my church discipline then. But no, we're, 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 we're we're trying to keep everyone accountable. Right. And uh, Galatians uh, 6, 1, I, I, I love this passage. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Yes. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. So this is the idea of doing this in gentleness doing this in a spiritual sense. In other words, you have to be led by the Spirit to do this. This isn't just you being a critical jerk, but you see something that's wrong, and you've got, you've got to act upon that. Right. And sometimes, and, and, I've, and I've had this happen in, in some of my experiences, where I thought I've, I've caught a pastor or something, and I had to go and confront him. But I did so in the right area. In fact, he explained the situation. I said, oh, I was wrong. And great. But that pastor wasn't threatened by that. He appreciated the accountability. Uh, and I think a good pastor would do that. Uh, is willing to sit down and explain what's going on. If you're doing that in the right attitude with the right motive. Right. 
And that's and and the key point there was restoration. Yes. The idea yes. is always to restore the person back to whatever they were supposed to be. And obviously I can't come and, and scream at you and tell you how much of a loser you are and then think I'm ever gonna put you back and right. restore you back to that place. No, it has to be done in love, you know, hey you're my brother. But we got to talk about this. And then, you know, and, and a lot of people say, well, what did Jesus say? You know, Jesus goes on and say, well, look, first you go and you talk to them. You point out yeah. their sin. If they don't listen, you bring one or two more. And, right. and, and if they still won't do it, then you cast them out from your fellowship until they come back yeah. to the right spot. Uh, I love what he says there in Matthew 16. Because at the end, um, oh, let me turn there because I, I can't. I haven't committed the entire Bible to memory yet. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. I got Genesis one one, and I'm working on the rest. Uh, but oh man, I don't want to get myself too much trouble. Matthew eighteen. I'm Matthew thinking. eighteen. Yeah. See, I don't even know where stuff in the Bible is. I, I don't know what kind of Bible teacher I am. That's why I got my notes in front of me. Yeah. Too. <laughs> um, uh, where am I here? Eighteen fifteen. Yes. Okay. But in, um, oh, where am I? I'm losing it here. I should edit this part out to make myself look a lot more smart. <laughs> we can um, try. We'll, we'll play the, uh, Je- we'll play the Jeopardy game. song in the background. Yes. <laughs> oh, right here. I'm looking at it. Uh, so if your brother sins against you, this is verse 15, exactly what you said. Why don't I listen to you more? Now, you don't have a, a true Christian Bible, but it's actually in red letters, in a red letter edition. So, so that, means it's, that means it's really important here because it's, yes. it's coming from Jesus. This isn't just... I have the Holy ESV. <laughs> the Holy um, ESV. Yes. So Jesus didn't write with a red pen. Of course, Jesus didn't write any of the Bible. But no. Um, anyway, I'm going to get myself in a lot of trouble. All right, if your brother sins against you, this is why no one listens to this podcast. Okay. <laughs> if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, this is the phrase I love, you have gained your brother. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. You have gained that restoration of fellowship back. The offenses has been taken care of. It's addressed. It's done with. And now you have that restoration and you have fellowship once again. And that's the whole goal of all this. And I think if we had that motive uh, and were more uh, intentional about that, I don't think we would have as much uh, of a negative attitude toward quote unquote judging. And that's that's exactly it. It's it's not done. To hurt somebody or bring somebody down, the idea is to build them up, and and it's an accountability issue. I yeah, mean, it really is at the end of the day, and and that's what we need to see it as. Now, before we leave this section, I, I do want to bring up John seven twenty four because I, I I love to turn here. Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. I have a command from Jesus. If I had a real Bible, it would be in red. It'd be in red. Um, but judge with right judge with right judgments. So I am commanded to make judgments, and it's uh, we may and I, I, I tell my students all the time. It'd be fool, you can't live life without making any judgments, even on people. Right. Uh, you know how many times do I, I get a phone call um, telling me I've won this great prize, and all I have to do is hand over my social security number or whatever. <laughs> it's, and you know, but I can't judge that person, can I? I can't judge their intentions, can I? Well, of course I can. Of right. course I'm going to. We have to do that every single day. It, it's it's called discernment. Uh, we are we're called to have Jesus told us that you know to judge uh, even teachers by their fruit. 
And so we have to examine things, we make judgments, we do that every day, it's part of life, it's part of being human. But, as he says here in, in, in John 7, we're not judging based on appearances. We're making right judgments based on evidence, based on witnesses, based on not just my hatred of somebody else, but I have to actually take my time, do the due diligence, and uh, make the right call. Right. So, yeah, not just on appearances, not just on gossip. And that's hard because, you know, how many times have I made it, as a teacher, I hate to say this, but you know, I've made judgment calls on students based on their reputation, based on what last year's teacher said, mm-hmm. without giving them a chance. And that's sin. That's wrong. And even, you know, that's one of the things I always like Martin Luther King said, let, you know, don't let a man be judged by the color of his skin, but by the mm-hmm. car- content of his character. And that's that's the same thing. It's, look, we got to <coughs> figure out who people are, and right. you figure that out by who, what their character is. If you're around somebody who's lying all the time, you're not going to be around them anymore because yeah. you realize they're always lying, and they're not, or they steal from you every time they come to their house. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to say, okay, look, you're not coming to my house anymore because right. I can't find my money or, you know, yeah. whatever. There's there's a character that has to be judged as well, and in, in certain places, yeah, you you have to part ways and say, look, I love you, but our relationship is not good, yeah. and and you coming around me or myself coming around you is not healthy, right? And so you you set up a barrier. All right, so dangers to avoid. I think we've we've, we've hit on some of these. I think first and foremost, don't be a hypocrite. Yeah, you know, we're talking about judging others, but. You're not in a position to do that if you haven't taken care of your own sin. If you, if you haven't uh, taken care of your own problems, your own house, you don't have the right to be talking to other people. You've you got to clean the house first. Mm-hmm. And I think that even, that even goes with the ministry. I, I, with, with what I do, I end up being around a lot of different churches and yeah. things like that. And you know, you'll see things where somebody's like, oh, well, this one is doing this at their church. Yeah, but you've got this going on at your church. So uh, you can't really go after right. their church when your church is dealing with this right. and you're not dealing with it. It, it goes that yeah. way as well. It's not just on a personal one-on-one level, but even on ministries. What, right. You know, oh, we're, you, guys don't, you guys don't feed the hungry. You know, yeah, but you don't look after the orphan yeah. and the widow. You know, so it's like you can't just accuse each other on these things. You've got to have a basis for what you're doing. You know, I remember growing up, uh, <laughs> I don't want to step on too many toes here. But I remember being in a church where we were taught, you know, welfare, collecting welfare is evil. It's wrong. And you know what? Because that's really the church's job to help the poor. What is the government doing? I can't believe people just... Then it occurred to me, our church doesn't do anything to help the poor. <laughs> no. So what are we complaining about? No. Yeah, we can do that. Ugh. Well, that's like, yeah, that's like, and this is a tangent, but you know, you sure. see these people and they go off, well, I'm not religious. Well, what's the Bible say? True religion is this, that you look after the orphan right. and the widow. So you see these people, well, we're not religious. Yeah, I can tell your church isn't doing yeah. anything yeah. You know, according yeah. to what the Bible says, you know, but then that's one of those topics nobody wants to talk about either. So. Yeah, well, James, James 1, 7, it's 17, excuse me, it's pretty clear uh, that we have this ministry and that religion is a good thing. Yeah. True religion. True religion um, is a good thing, and yes, I have no problem saying I'm religious. And I think, and I think that is something. I mean, and it kind of goes along with this topic: is the idea that we have stub- substituted legalism for religion. Yes, and that's the issue that comes into play. Is when people say I'm not religious, what they really mean is I'm not legalistic. Yeah, or I'm not conservative. 
would would right. be another yeah. way to say it. But to say I'm not religious doesn't make sense. That's just supposed no. to be a you know my background's in marketing. That's a a marketing catchphrase yeah. that people are trying yeah. to use. And to be honest, I don't think the world understands it anyways. No. They don't get this, I'm not religious thing. It just yeah. confuses them. They're, yeah, you are. You go to church every Sunday. Yeah. You read your Bible. You're religious. Well, I think the other, the other uh, so don't be hypocritical. And I mean, don't, don't ignore your own sin. And on the other side, when you, you know, okay, maybe you've cleaned house, you're ready. But you still don't have holy permission to be a jerk. Right. You, you, you can't just go around and you're not a police officer. Um, if are, are you really looking to minister to people? Or are you just looking to really pry, uh, to, to puff up your own sense of pride because you like to be better than people and so that you're, you want to point out the mistakes of others? We've seen people do that. Oh, yeah. You talk about ministries and how many of these quote-unquote discernment ministries are there out there that that's all they do is poke holes in every other denomination, everyone that's not them. Oh, yeah. That doesn't do things exactly the way they do. Uh, they're of Satan. Well, there's, there's now this new move, and I didn't know this was real until a few months ago, but they're Christian truthers. And they go around and they attack basically anybody who's a Christian leader and why they're wrong. So, And you can go on YouTube and search Christian truther, and oh, they, they all come up. But these guys have thousands of viewers that, yeah. and that they're yeah. like, Oh, Toby Mac's evil because he had a guy with a black cloak in his music video. <laughs> and so the, this guy represents Satan and, and, you know, all these things. And I'm going, no, it's artistic expression. If you yeah. understand the lyrics, you get where, you know, and not just Which Toby Mac. Which reminds me, I need to confront you about your sin. Okay, yes. Because I'm looking over here. You get a monster energy drink yes. next to you. Yeah. And if I've, if I've watched YouTube long enough, I know that that's actually a satanic symbol. Yes. I forget where. Some sort of Greek letter that, that's been interposed or something. And Have yeah. you seen that? I have. And <laughs> I, I, after I saw the video, I went and I got a can. I purchased one just because I wanted to see. And those things that that lady points out are nowhere on these cans. So <laughs> I don't know where she found it from or how... Maybe there was a special edition that was that way, but I have looked and looked and looked and can't find it yeah. anywhere. But you know what's amazing though, but a lot of these guys, the energy and the time they take to get through every little thing, like whether it's a black cloak in a music video or some weird symbol that you know, if they had taken that time <laughs> and put that energy into an in depth study of scripture, man, these guys would be scholars. That are incredible and, and, and warriors for Christ that are, not, but no. Well, and you know, we're that's turn our attack on you know, the, the Bible's clear. You know, you know them by their fruit. And, yeah. and you see these guys who have these big ministries where they go out and attack other people or whatever. What's their fruit? How many people they led yeah. to Jesus Christ? No, they probably pushed more away in the long run than anything. Well, you talk about these big ministries, but a lot of these 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 big internet ministries are only big on the internet. Exactly. And their church is like 10 people in a in a garage somewhere. Yeah, exactly. But they have an internet connection and and they see, uh, well, I got 1000 likes, so yeah, yeah well, that's just cuz nobody else watched it. They just watched 2 seconds and hit like, right. you know, they didn't <laughs> watch your whole program, but but yeah, it's it's an interesting topic. I mean, judging and and I guess that that's my hope is talking about it is that people go Okay, you know, we're not going to go home and judge everybody now, but we're at least going to go home and know that we have the authority yes. to judge and that we shouldn't, you know, scripturally we have the authority to judge. Right. And there is a scriptural platform for how to do it. There's a way to do it. 
And if it's done properly, like we've been talking, the goal is restoration yeah. at the end. And so uh, in terms of application, um, I have one written down here. Before I even get to that, I think the first application is I need to be accountable right. to somebody. And I think first off, that takes place in the local church. Um, I need to be accountable to whether it's my pastor or a, uh, a fellow elder or, or, or you know someone uh, in an accountability group, whatever. I need someone that can speak truth into my life and to look at me and say, hey, you're going down the wrong road in the spirit of love. I want to push you back in the right direction. Right. And that's, that's you know, you got to be vulnerable. It's going to be awkward. And it's not fun. But that's what loving Christians do. No, and that's, what, that's what's nice. I mean, here at Rock County, they've got the mentoring program. Right. Where you, like, last year I had a student. I got to come in and speak to him one-on-one. And there were some things that came up. And I said, no, wait, you know this isn't right. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, and it wasn't like I was yelling at them or anything like that. I said, go back and fix it. Right. Okay, cool. You know, and... And they do. They uh, okay. I'll go back and write my letter or whatever, and yeah. take care of it. But that's the goal: is you build them up by making them admit there's an issue, and okay, I screwed up. Let me go fix it. Right. And you grow from it. It gives you the authority yeah. to help somebody else along the way. I think we can probably both share stories of people who've done that in our lives. Who, yeah. You know, people who have had to say, "Listen, that's wrong," and you know it's wrong. I, I went through a thing at one point, and I screwed up big. And I ended up calling a pastor who had been distantly involved with the situation. And I yeah. just called him up, and I, was, I wasn't even related to that. And before the end of the conversation, he goes, so what's this going on over on this situation? And I'm like, what? He goes, you know you didn't handle it right. You need to go fix it. Yeah. And it, it hurt because this was like a guy I looked up to, and now he's telling me I screwed up. And you know what? He was right. He was yeah. 100% right. And I did. I had to go back and apologize because – when the way he did it was done properly, and it convicted me, and the conviction was there, and I had to deal with it. Yeah, and so you know, it allowed me to go back and eat crow and, and yeah, yeah, and work back to restoration, which is what you're supposed to do. Right. I'm thinking, you know, I've got a pastor right now who will, who's not afraid to step in and say, "Shut up, <laughs> um, <laughs> you need to stop right here," and you're wrong. You're you're out of line. Confess it. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's been a great blessing is having more people in my life to keep me accountable. Because at first I thought this is, man, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Because you know? I, you know, I, I tend to think of myself as an okay guy. You know? uh, I make a mistake from time to time, but who doesn't? Right. Uh, and it's easy to sweep that under the rug. And I can even cover that up. I'm a Bible teacher. I work at a Christian school. I'm in ministry. So all those good things, and you know, who, who cares about the little things over here that may actually be hurting people, right. and hurting myself, and hurting my family? Um, and I'm thankful now I have some people in my life who can step in and say, "Take care." And I think Matthew five goes in five seventeen through twenty, mm-hmm. and it talks about that. Don't think that Jesus came to abolish the law. Um, I, I didn't come to abolish it, but to fulfill it. And then he goes down in verse 19 and says, Whoever annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. And so there is, there's that accountability even with leadership. Yeah. That as a leader, if you lead other people astray by the way you teach, you can be held accountable yeah. there. And you know, we live in this world where everybody says, Oh, well, we'll just live the way we want and we'll let God sort it out at the end. Yeah, you don't want that. No, especially <laughs> as a leader. I mean, there's a lot of dangerous, almost threats in the Bible that as a leader, you better you know, do things right. We've been in Matthew and toward the end of Matthew, and when God sorts it out at the end, <laughs> when he's sorting out the, uh, <laughs> uh, 
you don't want to be on the wrong end of that. So better take care of that now. Yeah, because that involves a sickle. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're separating the weeds from the tear. Uh, the, the, weed, yeah. the weeds from the... Uh, the weed, yeah. Weed from the shaft. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, it's, that's not... Yeah. So and I think our second application, I want to ask you this. Okay. How do we confront somebody love? Say you have a friend, family member, church uh, brother or sister, uh, and you see them engaged in something that's sinful or wrong. How, how do you confront that person in a spirit of love that's not self-serving, that's not arrogant, that's not even ignoring my sin, but I, I really want to help them in a genuine way? Well, I think, first of all, you have to earn the right. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of people think they're going to, like, you and I have a fairly close relation. We know each yeah. other. We work together. Have we earned the right where I can come to you and call you out on something? I don't know. I don't think we have. But if, if, if we have a friendship where we're together every day and we, you know, we hang out from time to time and, and you, you earn that right, then you have the right to come to me. Right. Now, you may not always have that. Maybe you see somebody out at, at a place and you go, wait a second, what's going on here? Um, but the idea is first you need to earn the right to speak into somebody's life. So I can't come to somebody that I'm just friends with on Facebook and never talk to yeah. and all of a sudden accuse them of something and, and call them out on it. Or but that's what happens in the comment section. Yeah, that's that's what the comment <laughs> section's for, you know. But that's and then that's the emojis. But yeah, that's not what you know. You, you got to earn the right to do it. But we had a situation in our youth group where we had a kid that was into something. We had earned the right, but in order to talk to him, we took him out of the church because yeah. we didn't want it to be the threatening environment. We said, "Hey, let's go out after youth group next week." You, me, and then my wife went with because we run the youth group together. We sat at at a restaurant in town and had a chat with him. And we said, look, you know you screwed up in this area. And, and by the end, he said, yeah, I, I know I did. Yeah. And, but we, we took him aside. And, and right. we didn't, you know, we, you we didn't just... You were looking to embarrass him. Yeah, we didn't, pull, we didn't, oh, wait in the front of youth group. Hey, yeah. you know, whatever. No, we pull him aside. We take him somewhere else, private, have the conversation where nobody else is going to be able to judge what we're talking yeah. about. And, and had that back and forth with him. Yeah. And I think it's important that that first step to earn the right... Because you're not a police officer. No. And I think that's part of the thing is in churches, if I'm just, you know, a pew warmer every Sunday and uh, I don't really get involved in anything, you know, I should get involved. Maybe I can go to somebody else, a pastor or something. But um, number one, get involved. Yeah. Um, Earn that right. So I I, I don't want anyone to think, okay, well, I haven't earned the right to talk, so I'm not going to... Go and earn the right. Go and get go, involved with people. Go out of your way. Fellowship yeah. with people. Get involved in people's lives. That's that's that's, a, that's that's fellowship. That's what the church is all about. Uh, so earn that right. Um, and and I would also emphasize using scripture when you can. And again, you're not there to convict. That's the Holy That's Holy Spirit's job. Right. And so it's not based upon your powers of persuasion. Are you manhandling someone, beating them into uh, submission? <laughs> you will admit you're wrong. Yeah, let the whole. You can only do what you can do. <laughs> I was just watching this thing last night with the knights, and the guy had had sinned against the 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 knights, and so he had to walk this line, and they beat him until <laughs> he admits his sin, and he's like, "I'm not sinning. I'm not giving in on this one." And some Christians think that's the right way to do it, though. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> just beat you until you say it. All right, well, wrapping things up here, I usually have a, a few recommended resources. And I have a, a, a few. Uh, do you have anything done before I get up into No, I think this is, we've covered a lot. 
in just this little bit of time. Just so. a couple of articles I found online um, that have helped me think through some of these things here. Um, Seven Signs That You're Judging Others by J.D. Greer. The Biblical Necessity of Judging Others by David E. Prince. Judge Not That You May Judge Well, which is an interesting judge article. Well. Uh, and then Judge Not with the Bible Rules, but judged by, both by John Bloom and Desiring God. And I'll have those links there on our website. And also links to Forthright Ministries that you can learn more about Doug and what he's doing. So, Doug, thanks again for joining us. Thank you for having me. And thank all of you for joining us. Don't forget to check us out on that website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org and on Twitter at Basic Bible, Basic Bible Cast and the same handle on Instagram. So join us back next week. We'll have another great guest. So until then, have a great rest of your week.